With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As I was saying, if there's any light at the end of the tunnel, and it's a long, dark tunnel we are in for at least the next two years. It's that more and more people are awakening to the dangers of the extremist policies being brought forward right now in our federal government by Democrats in the House, the Senate, and the White House, as well as in state and local governments across the country. Slowly, people are working their way towards illumination. Good morning. I'm Preston Scott. Welcome to the Saturday program, as I was saying. Just too much to talk about, too much to address once again. In this case, we start the program. Tucker Carlson has been on fire. He has been absolutely on fire with his guests and his commentary. We start with a guest, Naomi Wolf. Dr. Wolf served as an advisor to Bill Clinton, helped him win re-election in 1996, and had this to say about where we are as a result of COVID in our country. I've been writing pretty much every day for months and months about what I see as the terrible crisis that we're in um, that we have to recognize uh, under the guise of a a real medical pandemic. Um, we're really moving into a coup situation, a police state situation, and that's not a partisan thing. That, you know, as you say, that transcends everything you and I might agree or disagree on that should bring together left and right to protect our Constitution. We're absolutely moving into what I call Step 10. Um, I wrote a book in which I pointed out there were 10 steps that would-be tyrants always take when they want to close down a democracy. Whether they're on the left or the right, they always do the same 10 things and now we're at something i never thought i'd see in my lifetime you described it really really well it is step 10 and that's the the suspension of the rule of law Um, that's when you start to be a police state and we're here there's no way around it it is important to note dr wolf is a card-carrying democrat fairly liberal but i say liberal because she still respects the importance of liberty She doesn't buy what's happening right now in our country, how COVID has been used in local counties, cities, states, and federally, certainly it's the mindset of the Biden administration, to use COVID as a lever to slam our constitutional freedoms. Nowhere in the Constitution does it say all this can be suspended if there's a bad disease. We have lived through... Typhus, cholera, smallpox, HIV, tuberculosis, polio, the Spanish flu. You know, we've lived through an attack on our soil. Never 
have there been months and months and months of emergency powers when we weren't actually fighting a war? So right. um, this is completely unprecedented. Lockdowns have never been done before in free societies. And really, we're turning into a version of a, a totalitarian state sort of before everyone's eyes. And I, I really hope you know, we wake up quickly because history also shows that it's a, a small window in which people can fight back before it's too dangerous to fight back. Too dangerous to fight back. Uh, those are words usually reserved for people on the right side of the aisle that are very concerned about the direction of the country. This is a person on the left side of the aisle, highly respected, highly regarded. At least she was. Trust me, this ends her ability to be a commentator anywhere in the mainstream media. She is now a pariah to the mainstream media. You know, one of the things that we've highlighted is the challenges of businesses. While lawmakers, local, state, national, wherever they're putting these mandates in place, while they keep getting paid, they continue to get their paychecks, businesses and individuals are getting destroyed. Tens of thousands of small businesses have been crushed. And why were they crushed? Not because of pandemic forced them to. There is no real science underlying a lot of these closures. It's because autocratic tyrants at the state and now the, the national level are, are creating a kind of merger of corporate power and government power, which is really characteristic of Italian fascism in the 20s. Um, and they're, they're using that to engage in kind of emergency orders that that simply strip us of our rights, rights to property, rights to assembly, rights to worship, and all of the rights that our Constitution guarantees. So people are definitely horrified and noticing. I think people are shocked. That is Dr. Naomi Wolf on Tucker Carlson this week on Fox. Uh, if you want to hear the entire context of all of that, again, you can check out the podcast from earlier in the week. Um, we've got more with Tucker Carlson in just a few minutes. I think you'll enjoy what he had to say. He had an idea on really solving some problems in a big way in America. And I thought it was a brilliant idea. We'll get to that in just a few minutes as well. We've got um, we get so much to get done this morning. I want to thank, we've got segment sponsors. And in this case, Heinz Nurseries sponsors our first segment of As I Was Saying. And uh, Heinz Nurseries is, of course, my go-to. I, I do a lot of projects with Heinz Nurseries. I've got uh, some base and flagstone and gravel coming in in the next few weeks. Another project, uh, I've resodded my entire lawn. So if you need sod, I went with the Zoysia. If you want to go Zoysia, St. Augustine, or Centipede, Heinz Nurseries is your go-to place. And Heinz Nurseries also has ceramic pottery. And I mean, the little guys up to three feet, beautiful colors. They've got... Citrus trees, all different kinds of varieties, trees, shrubs, plants. And here's the thing. Heinz Nurseries focuses on the plants that actually grow in our climate. That's an important factor. And also they make it easy if you're looking for mulch or or gravel or soil. They, they'll take care of all that for you. Heinz Nurseries, 4140 Bradfordville Road, just past Target. Online at HeinzNurseries.com, 6680961. When we come back, more of Tucker Carlson and McDonald's, sadly, in the news. Welcome back to As I Was Saying on this beautiful Saturday morning. I'm Preston Scott. Covering some ground that we sort of covered, and honestly, some ground we did not get to, because 
15 hours just isn't enough. That's why we're here with you. I mentioned in the last segment that Tucker Carlson has become a real source of insightful commentary, some really good interviews, and guests on his program, Nightly on Fox. It's about the only thing that would interest me on Fox right now. But he he talked this week about ending systemic racism and income inequality. I mean, those are the buzzwords, right? Those are the phrases that we're all supposed to use. And he decided that he was going to counter with a proposal. Now, I've got the entire segment on the blog page. If you go to WFLAFM.com, put the slash, that forward slash, and then type in Preston, you'll go right to my blog page. You can link to it any number of ways, and the entire monologue is there. But he noted in his proposal, his idea, that we're currently experiencing a non-traditional revolution in which the ruling class is attacking and destroying the working middle classes. And there's a lot of truth to that sentiment. While the French had liberty, fraternity, and equality, the new revolution, he states, is one that is against the ordinary American and framed as diversity, equity, and inclusion. The irony, of course, is that none of those really apply. Um, There is no diversity. It is all about highlighting an aggrieved person or 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 persons um equity no because in this way of viewing things there are groups that are advantaged over others and inclusion well sure as long as you agree with them but tucker's spin was brilliant so here's an idea beginning immediately the top ranked 50 colleges and universities in america should be prohibited by force of law if necessary from accepting students whose parents or grandparents went to college. No more rich kids. Harvard should be reserved exclusively for students who've never experienced the many advantages of living in a ruling class. If you're for diversity, equity, and inclusion, there is no faster way to achieve it than this. So what would happen to Harvard if we did this? Well, it wouldn't be hard for Harvard or any top school to find new students. Millions of college-age kids are itching for the opportunity, and we know who they are. For example, the Biden administration has just announced plans to give amnesty and citizenship to an estimated 30 million foreign nationals now living in the United States illegally. Now, as of right now, you should know this, there is no plan to elevate any of these new Americans into our middle class. No, the plan is to keep them in serfdom at the bottom of the economic ladder. Someone needs to trim our trees and toss our kale salads. That's the view of Democratic donors, and they get their way always. But why should the rest of us accept their plan designed only to benefit them? It's so obviously unfair. Why shouldn't the children of impoverished illegal aliens go to Duke, Cornell, Stanford, Williams, Amherst, Princeton? Why shouldn't they occupy every single bed on every single one of those campuses? But wait a second, you ask, says the Democratic donor. If the Honduran immigrants get into Colombia, who's going to work at the chicken plants? Oh, good question. We nominate the children of New York Times editors. Now, New York Times editors might not like this arrangement very much. They may incite revolution at work, but at the same time, they are fanatically intent on sending their own kids to Yale, and they will do absolutely anything to get them into Yale. They definitely don't want their kids working at chicken plants. They want them working at McKinsey. But the problem is, in a revolutionary moment like this, you can't always get what you want. In order to make omelets in this world, you've got to break some eggs. So here's our advice to the members of the woke professional class at the Times and elsewhere who are about to discover that their own rules might actually apply to themselves. 
Here's our advice. Stop complaining. When you discover that your own children's life plans have been thwarted due to some new imperative of social justice, don't say a word. Don't whine or moan or file a lawsuit. Don't even acknowledge it's happening. Just accept it. It's not like you can pretend you didn't know the meritocracy was fake. You single-handedly destroyed it yourselves. For years, you thought you had an exemption to the rules that you made. You imagined that challenging power applied only to other people's families. Sorry, the revolution has finally come for you. You pictured your kids graduating from the local friend's school and moving on to Cornell to immerse themselves in gender studies and international relations. Oh, but not anymore. It's a new era. Again, an era that you designed. Now your kids will be taking the bus to a poultry processing facility in rural Iowa to begin their new lives serving the critical culinary needs of the people they replace, the ones now going to Cornell. And maybe someday, if they're lucky, your kids can learn to code. But no matter what happens to them over the next several generations, don't fret. And once again, above all, don't complain. Complaining is racist. Diversity is our strength. We're a nation of immigrants. That's the main idea of America, which, as you have often told us, is simply an idea, not a nation. <laughs> Tucker Carlson. I love his brand of sarcasm. He's, you know, if you listen to that entire monologue, it's about nine minutes or so. He goes to great lengths to set up the problem plaguing America as seen through the eyes of those who believe they are aggrieved. And then he turns all of their solutions back on them. And, you know, that's really, I think, one of the most important things that we all can learn. And that is to hold a mirror up. To try to just, you know, first, avoid being angry to the point that it leads you to making a bad mistake. Anger's okay. There's nothing wrong with being angry about the way things go at times. And there's nothing wrong with being angry about the direction. You know, one of the things Rush said, and he was excoriated for it, was that he wanted President Obama to fail. And and I listened to a speech he gave once about that. And he said, look, I want everyone in this country to succeed. And that's what I think all of us really do want. We want people to succeed, but not at the expense of our Constitution, not at the expense of damaging other people. In other words, we shouldn't be looking for ways to succeed that hurt other people. And Limbaugh's point was anything that becomes an enemy from a policy to an organization to a person that would advance ideas and policies and objectives that would be detrimental to people in America being successful, all people, I want those people, those ideas, those proposals to fail. I think it's a brilliant thought. It's just like any number of things that Rush said over his career. Taken out of context, without a perspective of wanting everyone to succeed. See, this idea of punishing success is part of the Democrat mantra. I'll give you an example. McDonald's right now has bought into this concept of penalizing and rewarding 
based on the very thing that Dr. Martin Luther King said he wanted to get rid of. Seeing people based on the color of their skin. It's insane. McDonald's now, beginning in 2021, this is from the press release. The company is incorporating quantitative human capital management related to metrics to annual incentive compensation for its vice presidents. The company's financial performance. Executives will be measured on their ability to champion our core values, improve representation within leadership roles for both women and historically underrepresented groups, and create a strong culture of inclusion within the country. Or, sorry, within the company. What McDonald's is doing is they're going to incentivize their bonus structure so that they don't hire too many white men. They're going to incentivize hiring women and what they view as underrepresented minorities. If I'm an underrepresented minority or if I am a woman, I am now going to be forced to consider, did I get this job because I was the best qualified person or did I get it because I'm a woman or because I'm black or Hispanic? But this is an example. And I know this is taboo. I'm not allowed to say this. I'm not because if you say you're colorblind, you're a bigot and a racist. But that's exactly what Dr. Martin Luther King was pushing our country towards. Sadly, it had to be pushed. A colorblind culture where we do not see color, but we we reward people based on their hard work, on the merits of their achievements, accomplishments, on their their skills. This is all a slap in the face at that. And McDonald's has fallen prey to it. And this is all a result of the cancel culture. The cancel culture puts in its crosshairs anybody that doesn't go along with the view of a painfully small group of people in this country. And it, it's it's just, it's a shame. Because now all of us, you know, at some point, is someone going to file a lawsuit? Or have we gotten to the place now where even filing that lawsuit creates a problem for you professionally where you'll never get another job? You might win the lawsuit, but you won't get another job because you've dared to buck the system. So if you're a woman or minority, look at McDonald's and uh, make your claim. But again, I, I maintain that this is not going to be helpful to people that have any ounce of integrity. People with integrity, they want to be hired. They want to be kept. They want to be promoted based on their skills. They want to be promoted based on what they bring to the table, not because of the veneer. But, you know, I've been I've been wrong before. When we come back after the news, Dr. Anthony Fauci uncovered. Ooh. Welcome back to As I Was Saying. 
the one-hour foray and all the things I didn't get to during the week on the morning show with Preston Scott. I'm Preston. Welcome to the program. We'll hear from Grant Allen, the post-millennial producer of the program, just a little bit. You know, this past week, masks, certainly part of the program, and, and they have been. We, we, we've been forced to deal with masks. I didn't even get to the story um, this week. An, an American mask manufacturer says that he can't get a bid from the U.S. government. Pure Vita Medical. Paul Hickey, the uh, the CEO of the company, said we can't get a contract because the United States is contracting with China to provide all of its masks. Oh, that's got a sting. The likely source of the virus now gets U.S. taxpayer money for the masks. We're not even buying American with the masks. But this whole mask debate, which in Florida will hopefully get settled by an intelligent ruling by the state Supreme Court, Palm Beach County's executive or emergency order, I should say, which was filed back in June, like Leon County's, has been challenged by five residents and it's now in the state Supreme Court. And that's good. But this week, Everything Now, look, we've been dealing with the comments of Dr. Anthony Fauci for a while now. The back and forth. Listen to 60 Minutes in March of 2020, what Dr. Fauci said. Now, he is joined by the chief medical correspondent for CBS News, Dr. John LaPook, who clearly has an anti-mask view himself. Listen to this exchange. There's a lot of confusion among people and misinformation surrounding face masks. Can you discuss that? The masks are important for someone who's infected to prevent them from infecting someone else. Now, when you see people and look at the films in China and South Korea, whatever, everybody's wearing a mask. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it, because people are listening really no, closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask, and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying inside there? Of course, of course. But when you think masks, you should think of healthcare providers needing them and people who are ill. The people who, when you look at the films of foreign countries and you see 85% of the people wearing masks, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not against it. If you want to do it, that's fine. If you want to do it, that's fine. Dr. Anthony Fauci in March of 2020. Now, he gets hammered in the last week or so by the New York Times for his what would they call it quietly shifting recommendations he admits to the times in response to them saying why are you changing your mind on things so often he admits that 
his recommendations are based on public opinion. In other words, because not enough people were willing to get a vaccine, he was saying that 70 to 75% of Americans needed to get the vaccine in order for there to be herd immunity. And when he said that, the numbers were only at 50%. But saying that, the numbers jumped to 60%. 60% in surveys willing to get the vaccination. So he says to the New York Times, well, I decided that if I could move the needle, literally and figuratively, I would bump it up to 80 or 85%. So he just changed the number. In other words, none of it's based on science. And that's been the problem with masks from the very beginning. It just isn't based on science. All right. We also took a break from all this and presented another edition of Florida Man. Come on, everybody. Let's gather around the radio and sing a little spell. Well, if you read something insane, I probably did it. I'm fighting for the bloggers. Go ahead and Google, Google my, my name. name. Google my name. Now there is no end to the sins I have committed. And we all feel better when we have somebody to blame. Come on, let's all say. Florida man. Florida man. Yes, it's been a minute, as the kids like to say. Will this one be lit? Oh, we got two. <laughs> oh. And and I will be using the classic method of stair-stepping with these two stories. We start with the simple story of Joshua James, 23, at a drive through restaurant in Loxahatchee, Florida. The Jupiter, Florida man was arrested because of his encounter at a Wendy's restaurant. He pulled in for his order, server handed him a drink, and turned around. And it was at that time that Joshua James did something that would land him with an assault with a deadly weapon charge. Whoa. He threw a three-and-a-half-foot live alligator through the window. (laughs) (laughs) That is the quintessential... Florida man. <laughs> Not going to rob you, just going to cause you a little inconvenience here. Have a gator. <laughs> now, let's point out, that's a serious thing. A three and a half foot alligator will get you. I mean, it's... The- it is capable of inflicting damage. It ain't going to kill you. Sure. But it's going to hurt. No word on damages, but he was arrested for throwing a live alligator through a Wendy's drive-thru. So the live alligator is considered a deadly weapon. It is. I didn't know that. It is. <laughs> word, Keep that in mind. Holster yours. Li- yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the story of 61-year-old Thomas Devaney Lane. Thomas is, um, is in trouble because of his disturbing the peace at businesses in India Atlantic. India Atlantic is about 75 miles to the southeast of Orlando. All right? And and so he's at a 711 cursing out customers just not well. Police get called. Officer shows up. And while Lane is on the phone with he's he's calling 
911 himself. <laughs> and while he's on the phone, he told the operator that the responding officer, quote, needed to leave now or you will be sorry you effed with the saint. So he's a self-proclaimed saint. Huh. But what he was threatening the businesses and all passersby and law enforcement with really, really was beautiful. He threatened that he was going to destroy the town with an army of turtles. (laughs) Jeez Louise. So the saint was calling forth an army of turtles, which had me wondering whether or not he was not, in fact, misidentified. Was he really the saint or was he Splinter? Any any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle aficionado knows what I'm talking about there. Adds different uh, meaning to when the saints come marching in. So while I'm I'm impressed by a guy throwing a live alligator through a drive-thru at a Wendy's, threatening an entire town with an army of turtles. That's impressive. Wins the award for the best story of the day <laughs> as we celebrate Florida Man. Gotta have a laugh now and then. You just you just do. And Florida Man does not let us down. All right, we got plenty more to get through. And when we come back, our post-millennial producer, Grant Allen, joins us. It's as I was saying, because 15 hours just isn't enough. Welcome back to As I Was Saying. I'm Preston Scott, the Saturday edition of uh, the Morning Show with Preston Scott, where we just combined sort of some of the stories we talked about during the week as well as some new stuff. And uh, we make a little time for our producer, the post-millennial on the show, Grant Allen. This is from The Daily Wire. Uh, The headline is, Biden won't rule out using executive orders to crack down on Second Amendment rights. Uh, according to the White House, and it reads, President Joe Biden reportedly won't rule out using executive orders to crack down on Americans' constitutionally protected Second Second Amendment rights. The revelation was made during a White House press conference on Tuesday in response to a statement that Biden put out last week calling for banning Second Amendment, or excuse me, semi-automatic firearms in addition to other gun control measures. Um, They talked about the timeline, about when we might have a legislative package, when we've already seen that. We talked about that on the morning show. Uh, House Resolution 127 by Sheila Jackson Lee out of Texas, which is one of the most frightening pieces of legislation uh, that's actually got some teeth because the Democrats have control of the House. They've got the tiebreaker vote with Kamala Harris uh, presiding over the Senate. Um, it's, It's got teeth. There's a chance that we may see this, but the question uh, that Jen Psaki was was asked was particularly about the executive orders. Later in the press conference, it reads, a second reporter asked Psaki, does the president still plan to take executive action on gun control? And she says, the president has a range of actions at his disposal. He hasn't ruled out either of those options. So what you're seeing is, and, and truth be told, no one should be surprised by this. 
we saw during the Democratic presidential primary in 2020, uh, that started way back in 2019, which feels like ages ago, we saw plenty of Democrats talk about their willingness, Kamala Harris being one of them, among others, uh, gun grabber Beto, uh, who notoriously said, heck yes, we're going to take your AR-15s, and Joe Biden even admitted it. And it was he, he would always talk about it under the guise of weapons of war, getting weapons of war off the streets. And he said something to the effect of, bingo, if you've got an AR-15. The difference is the American tradition of firearms and the preservation of a free society predates 1776, by far. The Constitution wasn't adopted until approximately the late 1780s. 87 or 89, I believe. And in fact, the idea of having an armed populace as the preservation or the failsafe for a free society predates American civilization, North American civilization. In fact, most of our founders, in fact, all of them, all of our founders were born during British North America. Martin Van Buren was the first president to be born in what is now known the United States, and he was the eighth president. With all that to say, when you take a look at the history of the preservation of a free society, that being the population being armed, it's really a older 1,000-year-old tradition. In fact, the old Anglo-Saxon, this is, a, this is ancient, this is ancient civilization, the ancient civilizations of the Anglo-Saxons had feared militias, spelled F-Y-R-D, tribal-like militia agreements existing in Anglo-Saxon England beginning in A.D. 605. In 1181, King Henry II passed the Assize of Arms in 1181. It was a proclamation concerning the obligation of all freemen of England to possess and bear arms in the service of the king. And then you had the English Bill of Rights, which was drafted and adopted in 1689, allowing, at this time, there were you know many religious uh, issues in Europe at the time, but it allowed Protestant citizens of England to have arms for their defense suitable to their conditions and is allowed by law, meaning this Second Amendment that we hold so dear has been around for a thousand plus years, and it's not going to go away lightly. So good luck, President Biden, with some executive order that's going to turn Americans into felons overnight. I'm Grant Allen, and that's how I see it. Grant Allen with me on, as I was saying, here on WFLA. Thanks so much, Grant. I just felt like this was the right thing to play underneath uh, Grant's final moments there. I mean, I, was, I felt like I was with the founders, didn't you? I mean, getting a, an, an impassioned plea to protect our Second Amendment. Hey, speaking of, Florida legislature sent a note. It's House Bill 1301 and Senate Bill 1630. And they are telling the United States Congress, well, let me just share. A memorial to the Congress of the United States expressing the consensus of the Florida legislature that proposals forthcoming at the federal level to restrict the right to keep and bear arms violate the Constitution of the United States and affirming the intent of the Florida legislature to do everything in its power to protect the rights of Florida residents under the Second Amendment of the Constitution 
of the United States and under the Florida Constitution. You think it matters what state you live in? That pretty much takes care of it, doesn't it? I mean, that that's, that's it right there. That's why you elect the people you elect, to protect the Constitution, to protect the Bill of Rights. Let me give you an example of overreach. Now, this is actually, this is an example of a couple different things. This is uh, an example of what I get regarding email, and I've talked about this time and again. I got an email from someone, very uh, one, of, one of the research assistants, and it was, a, it was an article from a website called PatriotRising.com, and the headline was, Texas blackouts were deliberate, and the article is about someone claiming on Twitter using a lot of information that made them sound very informed, like they might be a whistleblower, that Texas, as the storm was approaching, and we we know about Texas being literally frozen out, that Texas made requests for waivers to ramp up their energy production to 100%, and they were denied by Joe Biden. That was the... That was the essence of the story the problem is that the the real talking point of the story was in there but that is wrong in fact i have the document from the department of energy granting texas the waiver but the the story and and so here's an email forwarded and it's fine i appreciate that but in this case Half the story was 100% true, and half the story was 100% false. The problem being that the part that's true is really troubling, but it's overshadowed by false claims that Joe Biden said no. Joe Biden didn't say no. The energy secretary granted the waiver. But the fact that Texas should have to ask for one? That's the issue, and that's the point I want to drive home as we wrap up the program today. Texas is part of an agreement with the federal government that limits their ability to produce energy to full capacity because of pollution and environmental concerns, and that's hogwash. Why in the world... Should there be any control by the federal government on energy production within the borders of any state? And so Texas had to ask for permission? There's a movement. And and, and it's true, they did, because I have the document that gave it to them. They did all the right things, and the, energy sec- the acting energy secretary signed it. Uh, David Hazinga. Acting Energy Secretary, you know, he's, yeah, absolutely, make your energy. And so the blackouts weren't part of anything as it relates to the federal government. The problem was being subservient and having to ask the federal government for for permission. And uh, and that's that's real troubling to me. But again, that's, that's another story I did not get to. I get all kinds of email. Email all over the place. And uh, I want to end the program with just a little bit of email. And in this case, one email. And this is from Matthew. 
Mr. Scott, I have the greatest quote from my wife, and I have to share it. I was bemoaning people's behavior, how the media plays so to the lowest common denominator. My loving wife looked at me compassionately and gently and said, Matthew, I'm not sure what you expect. We're living with a generation that eats Tide Pods. That really sums it up, doesn't it? Thank you, Matthew, for your email. If you get something you want to share, Preston at iHeartRadio.com. Charlie, J.D., Grant, back with Talent Outdoors next. We'll be back next week with, as I was saying... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.